every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Weeb Weekly. We are we are back after a little hiatus. There was a lot of things going on. We were busy, but hey, we are ready to give you some amazing content that you deserve on every platform. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for supporting us on the YouTube, on the Patreon, on the Spotify, everywhere that you consume us. It's been an absolute blast to bring you all the nerd culture, all everything that nerd culture has to offer. And again, I am joined by two amazing, beautiful people. Travis and Mizu, tell the people how you're feeling. Feeling good. Feeling good to be back. Missed you guys. Missed your beautiful faces. New haircut, who dis? <laughs> That's only for the people that are watching us. That's only for people that are watching. You know, there's some perks to watching us, you know. Uh, Mizu, how you feeling? I'm feeling very opinionated today. A lot of things have gone down. Uh, A lot of people are sharing their opinions about very important pop culture events. It's almost, you can Mm -hmm. say, maddening. (laughs) Okay. It do be like that sometimes. It do be like that sometimes. But I appreciate appreciate the segue. So this weekend, uh, there's a lot of things that have happened. We're going to keep it pretty centered. Uh, on, on three main topics, obviously. Uh, our boy Travis has not seen Multiverse of Madness, so we're not going to go into spoilers, but we are going to cover the movie as a whole. So it's Multiverse of Madness, the amazingness that happened at the Moon Knight finale, and obviously Spy Family, because we are at episode five. Um, episode four? Four or five? Four or five? Five. I don't five, yeah. Uh, and it is absolutely bonkers. Um, so before we begin, let the people know where they can find you. Hey guys, you can find me tra- at Travis the Sibling at Instagram and on TikTok. I hope I see you there. Mm-hmm. How about you, Mizu? You guys can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Love and if you're watching this on YouTube, video. make sure you like, subscribe, and hit that bell button for more videos. Yes, and share with your friends because we love to add more people to the Weeb Weekly. So if you can, if you want to find my stuff, um, it's at I'm Tropical Joe. That's where we're doing the stack 'em up polls. Uh, that is on my Instagram. You can find that on TikTok as well. I also have a Spanish page called Sp- Spicy Tropics. And I just started my gaming YouTube. Um, it is Tropical Joe Gaming. I have my main channel where I cover all things pop culture. And then my gaming channel where I cover all the fails that you can enjoy. But with that being said, there are many things at hand and a multiverse that we have to explore. So gentlemen, shall we begin? Yes, yes sir. Okay. So a very small picture from a very small studio, uh, came out uh, a week ago, and it's called Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, the first step into a larger world where there is uh, multiple cameos, uh, craziness ensuing, and of course, in this case, mixed reviews. What did you guys think in terms of the uh, reception of this film compared to the hype that it had over the past couple of months building up to it? Hmm. The reception. That's a good question. I mean, of course, this is one of the most anticipated movies that people are looking forward to besides, you know, No Way Home. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, with the repercussions of what happened in the last phase and what has been currently happening in, you know, in the Disney Plus MCU um, TV shows. So a lot of people were expecting a lot of things from Multiverse of Madness. And it all depends on you. Like some people say it delivers. Some people say it didn't. Some people are like content. It's, it's a mix. So so weirdly enough, it's 
been a, a mixed, mixed bag. bag. A mixed bag. That's a great way to say it. All right. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, as someone who didn't see it, and <laughs> I was very excited to see it, uh, I am terrified to watch it because going into it, it was like, this is the movie. It is Avengers Endgame. It had that entire atmosphere of trying to prep for another cinema masterpiece that's going to just shake every box office score and everything. And then it dropped and it wasn't that anymore. I, it was like, there were some, there were some videos where, you know, from people I trust like me too. who was like, yo, it's great, man. And blah, blah, blah. And then I see other people who are my mutuals screaming about, how how dare they do this to Doctor Strange? Uh, angles that don't work. And Sam Raimi can't make a modern uh, superhero movie and all these crazy allegations and stuff. So, mm. uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it's not good. OK, the reception. I, 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 I totally get that. Well. Uh, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you guys my hot my my take without any spoilers. Please. Um, I think this movie is a a, a well made movie with a ton of story flaws. It, 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 and 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 not and that is all on a subjective level because the movie is really well made. That there, that is something that I do disagree with a lot of the pundits and the critics. Sam Raimi uh, did a great job directing this film. It felt the Sam Raimi isms are clear in this film. It, it's it, you you can definitely see it with the transitions, the camera angles, the way that the 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 scenes are shot, the horror elements. This man uh, is a is it, it's not like super super scary, but it definitely has references to the Evil Dead, to the Terminator, to uh, the Ring. There's uh, Wanda is a horror villain. Uh, in in this film, from we, from what we saw in the trailers and how that is executed on screen, the horror elements are what truly make this the the show shine. Right, the, uh, it, it 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 subverts expectations by following a non traditional horror uh, uh, timeline. Right, uh, a, a horror uh, the 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 tone the tone is set in a very particular way uh, as a horror movie. With that being said, there are some decisions. Uh, particularly surrounding Wanda's motivations and the way that they are carried out, considering that we had a lot of WandaVision uh, in this show. So I, I do I do feel like this is one of the biggest, uh, one of the movies that requires the most amount of previous knowledge in order to fully enjoy it. So I think you did a great job uh, of like staying put in order to finish like What If, finish WandaVision. I would say What If and WandaVision are the ones that like you need the most, really. You don't really need to see all of Loki. Uh, to, 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 to enjoy this film. But there's a lot of previous knowledge that you're going to need in order to fully understand what's happening. Um, and I feel like there are some uh, expectations that were set throughout the marketing of the campaign, uh, the marketing campaign for the film that were not realized in the best way possible. Uh, I'll, I'll just say that. Uh, Mizu, do you agree with this assessment? So I, I definitely do because... I gave my review because I saw it and I liked it for the most part. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't think it's perfect, but I definitely agree that, first of all, one thing that people tend to forget that because a lot of people point the finger um, at Sam Raimi, mind you, Sam Raimi was the director. He did not write this story. Mm -hmm. He did what he could with what he was given script wise. And with that being said, he was able to turn what that was into still a spectacle. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, it, to me, it just, to me, it, I say I tip my hat off to San Raimi because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, you made this kind of, kind of nothing-ish story mm-hmm. into something cool. So, but uh, yeah, but he didn't write this. Yeah. So I just want to make that clear. Um, but yeah, like the, the, with that being said about Sam Raimi, um, yeah, the, the Raimi does show throughout this movie, um, his little, um, nods and stuff like that. I think my, I think my only biggest critiques I would say about the film was, you know, yeah, the, I'll say the weird camera angles, but then again, like you can make the argument that's, that's, you know, signature Raimi thing he does, but some of them were just like very like odd. Yeah. And it just stood out to me. I'm like, huh? Okay. <laughs> But um, but the one thing I definitely agree with, because I, I kind of go against the grain with a lot of people with this movie a little bit. But the one thing I do agree with is that uh, people were expecting more when it came to the whole multiverse thing. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's called Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So we would be, well, a lot of people were expecting different multiverse, different all kinds of things. And we got that, but not to a full capacity that we wanted to. We ex- I will say this, we do explore multiverses, but it wasn't like a multiverse fest of like, oh man, they're doing this, they're doing that, they're doing this. Like, no, we we stay in a general area, I would say. Yeah. And um and again, like I like what we, we got in I I didn't necessarily have a problem with Wanda on Wanda's motivations because I can get into an argument with that later on, mm-hmm. but um, that was another critique people had about that. But overall, I think it was a solid film. Um, like you said, the horror elements were great and it does stand out. I will say that this movie stands out. It's not your standard formulaic MCU film, which is one thing a lot of people complained about, about the other ones that they feel very samey. They all have a rhythm to it that yeah. some people just found, some people found boring. Yeah. Like, oh, they don't go outside. They don't do things different. They all direct the same. Until this one, I would say, stands out. Like, oh, man, this one does not feel like the others. Um, but, yeah. Like I said, it's a solid film. But it, it could have been, there could have been more stuff, in my opinion. True that. True that. All I have to say uh, for you, Travis, is this is the biggest lesson that I got from watching the movie. I've seen it twice. Uh, just manage your expectations. That is the biggest thing that I wish somebody would have told me before watching the movie is manage your expectations because you will get the multiverse and you will get some solid cameos. You will, you, like, you, you'll, you'll have what they sold you, but it's not Avengers Endgame. It's, it's not, it, like, it, and, and that's something that I thought was going to, you know, fr- from, from the, the, the marketing that and and the the theories that were going around online based on the cryptic tweets and stuff like that that's what we were kind of uh, expecting right so manage your expectations and everything will be fine um I, I I do think I do think there were some some story things that uh, depending on who you are and and how you like your your superhero films you could definitely like be nitpicky uh I I definitely understand why they did what they did uh. The fact I, I don't agree with all of it, but I definitely feel like it, it was a it was a bold decision and a bold new wave for the MCU. So like, if you want to do like a horror film for for the future, like let's say Blade, let's say Ghost Rider, I would love to see Sam Raimi do that. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Facts. Okay. I I um my bad. I was no, going to no, say please. that. Go ahead. I, go ahead. I didn't honestly. I didn't expect. 
Marvel to go in the horror aspect. I wanted them to because, you know, there are some very interesting characters who can be put into like, as you just said, Jose. And I not before this movie, I didn't think it was going to be possible. I don't think Marvel, I didn't think Marvel was going to push themselves that far because, you know, they have the if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of mindset. And then they had Multiverse of Madness. And like I said, like everybody has is divisive about it. But one thing I would say that is important that they're willing to experiment. And even though it might not be always on the nose of what they want to, at least shows that it's it's going to be an improvement. So yeah, I would definitely like to see um, Blade. Maybe not, maybe necessarily Sam Raimi, but like the right. fact that if they're willing to go down this horror, fantastical, fantasy kind of way, I can't wait to see what they do with Blade. I can't wait to see what they do if they do go with the concept of the Midnight Suns and things like that. So, or, you know, Moon Knight and all of them going forward. So I see there's potential behind this. There's future potential. I, I, I agree. There's a lot of there's a lot of areas for improvement. I don't think that this is going to be a a deterrent. I do I do think this is one of the most po- one, of, one of the more polarizing uh Marvel movies that has come out in a, in a little bit. Uh but I don't think it's because it's a bad film. Uh like I, I don't think it's like Thor the Dark World or anything like that. But um I do feel like uh depending on who you are, you will enjoy this movie differently and that's fine. That's perf- that's exactly what cinema is for. Uh but yeah, we will wait until Travis sees it to go full into spoilers because there is a lot that we need to talk about. But with that being said, you did mention Moon Knight, Mr. Mizu, uh, and that is something that we definitely have to talk about. Holy damn. Moon Knight season finale. What a way to end it. Um, first impressions. Tell me how you're feeling. Mizu, you want to go first? Well, I would just say I never thought I would see a kaiju fight amongst gods. <laughs> <laughs> that part was like, and what am I watching right now? And overall, this was a great finale. And like we said before, no, Moon Knight is definitely my number one now. And the ending solidified it. I love that we got to see fights between two Egyptian gods. Um, we got to see... Super powerful. Um, exactly. We got to see Mark and... Steven work together, come together, and you know, what's the word? Uh, unionize with each other mm-hmm. and make something cool. And then I think one of the parts that I didn't expect to happen of Layla, bro, Layla being um, an avatar as well, even though she says it's temporary, but whatever. I think she says, but I, but I get her feelings about it. But man, I was like, wow, I did not see that part coming at all. And I thought that was pretty cool. And I'm like, yo, I want to see more of Layla now. And I like how they subvert some expectations, especially mm-hmm. with the fight between Moon Knight and Haro mm-hmm. and the way they did that. Oh. And I was like, oh, wow. They really, that was a bold move to do that. And overall, this finale was great. The best finale out of the... um Disney Plus MCU shows. One of the best finales. I'll say Loki is still, still up there yeah. for me, but this one was great. Listen, guys, when it comes to character work, Moon Knight runs laps around every other MCU show. I don't mm-hmm. even... At your at your mom. That is... <laughs> don't, don't talk... It's, it's not even close, not a debate. Um, I, I was... 
I'm blown away by Oscar Isaac because I've seen interviews with him and essentially it, the he didn't have to go that distance with portraying DID, but he really wanted to portray the the uh, the the disorder authentically. And I've even seen people on TikTok who, uh, a particular person, have DID and talk about how authentic it is and how how great it is to see that kind of representation. Um, Oscar Isaac, it's it's insane to see the development of an altar, like to see that moment when when they were created was nuts. Like, I just I, I feel like the finale, the show itself, it is absolutely outstanding. Um, I will say this though. I am confused. I am confused about the mental asylum. I don't know what's going on with that. They, they, they tricked me a couple times now where I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, it's not a mental way that it is, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, like he, someone's dead. And especially like that final scene, I'm like, yo, what is real? What isn't? I don't know what's going on. Um, yeah, so I want to understand what the mental asylum is, hopefully one day. Last point about it, though, I really do think, I wish that I saw that third altar do his work. I wish I saw him fight. I w- Because whenever he just shakes, and then he turns off and everyone's laid out, I'm like, come on, I wanted to see that. I, I feel like... um. Layla being the avatar was great because they've given Layla the most badass fighting scene so far. And it's it's more than Moon Knight, both altars. I feel like uh, she's been killing in the fighting department. I was happy to see her become an avatar. Uh, but yeah, I wanted to see like whatever that third altar is doing, I wanted to see that in action. But besides that, man... Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I'd say it is my favorite by far. Nice. I love to see it. Hey, I also feel the same way as you when the, with regards to the uh, asylum, at least until we had the explanation from uh, Tower It. So essentially, the asylum, quote unquote, is technically like limbo. It's, it's, their, it's, it's the transition from your place of death to Duat, which is the sands of uh, the, the sands that lead to the field of reeds, right? So they lead to the to the gate of Osiris. That's where you get judged. Uh, and then if you are deemed pure, you go into the field of reeds, which is essentially the Egyptian, ancient Egyptian afterlife uh, or paradise, I would say. Um, the thing is that at the end, there is an asylum uh, and I think it's based off of uh, a ha- like Harrow's separation from from uh, Amit, basically sends him to like down like a deep dark spiral, uh, and and then just Conchu just uh, uh, takes advantage of that because I remember he was bitten, beaten to like an inch from death, and that's when he uh, uh, he is separated from Amit. Uh, Amit is uh, essentially uh, uh, enshrined and 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 essentially destroyed. Uh, but then he he does talk. He does speak to Conchu. Like he speaks to Conchu in the car uh, in the post credit scene. So uh, he he is conscious. He's just uh, obviously taken aback or like I mean I guess recovering could be said could 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 be said. Maybe like he suffered a concussion or something like that. So uh, the asylum was. Uh, a a a a metaphysical construct, but I think the 
the the the one that we see at the end, it's just a regular like hospital for Harrow. Unless they're just, I mean, uh, unless nothing is real, that's another that's another <laughs> no, possibility. I, I, no, I, and and I think that's a good analysis. I guess what really cements my confusion is mm-hmm. we see um, Stephen or. I guess one of them, we see him like dead in the, uh-huh. and I'm like, why? If this is limbo, mm-hmm. why is he dead here? And why is there an alt? Like, why are the altars separate in limbo? Is that uh-huh. like a nod to DID saying like, Hey, there is no, there is no original. Like they're all just yeah. fractures. And I, I don't, I don't know. That's why I'm like, I'm just confused. Yeah. That also had me confused. Uh, I, I, from the from the girl on TikTok, which is ex- explaining her experience with DID, um, like they 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 function as uh, a parts of a whole. Like there's no original. There's just one person that's taking the limelight at the moment. Uh, in in the case of 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 uh, Moon Knight, we know technically that like the original or the main one is Mark. The main one is Mark. The other ones are uh, fractures or altars, right? Uh, of of uh, of the 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 whole. Um, not really sure how they're gonna take it moving forward in terms of uh, explaining how Jake fits into there and how he's able to take control over both of them, and nobody can remember anything. Um, uh, but I'm so excited to see Jake Lockley come to life. I don't know. Like, how did you feel, Mizu? I absolutely love because I've been telling my wife. You know, I've been been studying Moon Knight for the past couple of weeks because, I, like I said in the beginning, I didn't know much about him. But as the story progressed, I watched YouTube videos, comics about it, and um, Jake always seemed interesting. And I like the take that they're doing with Jake. And I have a theory, or I want to say a theory, but I think a lot of people I think are similar to this. So you know, as they explain DID, um, you know, Stephen came out of there because of his. A messed up relationship with his mother and trying to get that perfect life that he never had. Mm-hmm. That's how Steven exists as it's like safety net, as you say. Um, I think Jake might represent his inner aggression. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. The, even though like his inner aggression, his inner, because even though, yeah, Mark is a mercenary, he still has that, you know, guilty feeling when he does these things like, and he always does it for like a, a purpose. And then Jake, as you can see, Jake is ruthless. Jake, when we first get a glimpse of him or what his deeds, he kills those people that Stephen um, let go. And then, of course, the big Harrow fight, not only did he take down Harrow, he literally took down everyone in the vicinity. And, of course, you know, at the end, he's the one that finishes off Harrow and Ahmet. So I think that, in my opinion, Jake represents, like, his inner aggression, his inner, like, dark feelings that sometimes he stores away. And because of doing that, Jake exists. But we will see in the future what they're going to do with him. Um, but, yeah. And then, first of all, I I still I also love the fact that they kept um, Kanchu kind of morally gray. Okay. And, and Kanchu has been... Like I like him and dislike him at the same time. Like I would, I would keep like I would work with him depending on what is going on, but I keep my distance because he is a shady dude, yeah. a shady guy. And the reason why is because, I mean, we saw at the end he 
he finally let Mark and Steven go, but he manipulated the fact that he has DID. And so it's like, oh, I'll let you and Steven go. But Jake didn't say anything. So technically, I'm not, and plus I can see that coming up in the future. They're like, oh, you, you were supposed to free us. And he will, I, he's most likely going to say, oh yeah, I freed you guys. I never said anything about your friend Jake that, and let's be honest, it's kind of foreshadowed too, because Mark and Steven have been ignoring Jake. You know, all those hints that they know Jake exists, but they ignore him. Like, especially that tomb, because I, I say that because that tomb in the in the asylum, they see, they both looked at it and just mm-hmm. left because they didn't want to open it. They didn't so want to deal like, with the yeah. smoke. They didn't want to deal with the smoke. Exactly. So I would, I won't be surprised if even within, because you know how Stephen and Mark had their confrontations. I can imagine how Jake feels throughout this entire thing. Oh, yeah. Y'all been putting me on the sideline. Y'all won't let me do what I got to do. So can you imagine in the future, whatever installments that they do with it, how they're going to have to try to reason with Jake now? Kind of like, like a, a uh, uh, sorry to interrupt, like the biggest thing that the, that came to my mind was uh, the Green Goblin and Norman Osborn thing from No Way Home. I'd like yes. to my mind, I was like, he's on sabbatical, honey. <laughs> Bro, that, can you imagine like trying to reason with him? Like, no, you got to get off the moon, that thing. He could be like, why? Yeah. And you know what? He's like, I don't see. I think it's pretty cool. You're not going to lie. I like doing it. That's there. I said it. I like doing it. <laughs> oh, God. But I can't wait to see more. I, I will say, I wish we got more of Jake or more. I can say more hints and stuff like that of him. But yeah, I again, back to what I originally was saying, Conchu being morally gray like that, it's very similar to the comics. Cause I think even, I think in the comics, it's even worse in the comics. Yeah. So. Yeah, I like how they kept that instead of trying to make him, you know, good and all that kind of stuff. I love that. I I think that the one the one thing I think is is the most shocking about the Moon Knight show, and I would love your you guys take on it, is the reception. Because all three of us here are like, man, that's fire. But I've seen a considerable amount mm-hmm. of people say, Hey, it's slow. They don't like how the plot's going. They feel like there's unnecessary things in it. And I'm trying... I respect the opinions. Y'all, it's valid. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see it. <laughs> like, <Yep. laughs> I'm just trying to understand it. Because to me, this is like... This is peak. The way... The, the pace, especially the pacing of it, yeah. I feel like it's critical. Because so much of this is about the journey. Like discovering that you have DID like you have DID you have it to this degree there's there's other people inside of you who are also you that you're learning they're living other lives mm-hmm. through you and that kind of discovery the way that it's been orchestrated in the show I've never seen DID navigated with such tact and respect before and it takes time to do that so like I would love to know your you guys take on it. Do you feel like it? it, it there is slow moments. Uh, there could have been things taken out of it. What are your thoughts? Um, to be honest, I I'm in the same boat as you, Travis. I was trying to understand from the other side of what like the issues are, and I just couldn't personally see it because especially the pacing part. So I was looking back at okay, let's look at the plot. So we find out that there's a guy named Stephen living his normal life, and then he finds out that he has a double life. 
And then with that being said, there is a man who's trying to summon a Egyptian God who's trying to rewrite the world. And first it starts off with the scarab. The scarab was the important first MacGuffin that we had. <laughs> and um, not in a bad way. I'm not trying to say MacGuffin in a bad way, but like it, it was. It was, like, a scarab, it was a MacGuffin. Yeah. And it was the key to finding Ahmed's tomb. So the first job was to not let them get the scarab. They failed. He got the scarab. Okay, plan, and I like how they, they failed and they was like, okay, what's plan B? What's plan B? Okay, how about this? We beat him to Ahmed's tomb. So they do that. They go on that journey. As we're going on that journey, you know, Stephen and Mark are figuring out who they are, what's going on, while also trying to establish or reestablish their relationship with their wife. Um, okay, because, you know, it's, it's like banter and all that stuff while we're going on that trip. Then Kanchu comes in, has his plan to, okay, how about this? We put the gods involved in this and try to let them stop, to try to stop him. F- plan fails. And on top of that, you know, Kanchu is put away. Okay, now we've lost our power set. What's the next thing we do? Okay, we still need to beat him there. Even though we don't have our power set, we still need to beat him there. They beat him there. Obviously, they get there. At the, and he, get, he gets there beforehand, but they're able to take him down and they get and find, you know, Ahmet. But of course he fails. So basically what I'm I'm trying to say is that I just I didn't see how the pacing was wonky. I don't see how the pacing was bad. Cause everything fits. Everything fit every the all the way they the way they got there made sense. And of course, another argument I heard a lot of people say is that, or at least what some of these the Marvel shows so far is that they don't like how um all these grandiose things happen, but it doesn't feel like there are any real consequences to it. And um, but oh yeah, they they summon this Egyptian god, and but now what he defeated him, but we all we all know he's going to win though. And I've been hearing that argument, and I'm just like, and I'm not trying to downplay or nothing like that. I said, but y'all do understand this is a comic book mo- a show, right? It's like not in the, not trying to again not downplay, but like nine times out of ten their hero is going to figure it out. Mm. They win. And we're getting to that point in the comics where it's going to be like that. Yes, and plus, let's be, let's be realistic here, too. The only time we see our heroes fail was literally Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Infinity War is like the only movie. And Civil or, War, kind of-ish. And Civil War, and Civil War. And, you can say personal relationships. Mm-hmm. But like that's the only time when we see our heroes fail. And, and then in the next was movie. Waiting. Everyone exactly. was waiting for the next movie, yeah. Exactly. Any of them, then people are just like, "Oh, well, we don't know." And then, of course, they come back and they win. <laughs> and so I'm just like, "Yeah, what do you expect?" And again, I'm not saying that you, there can't be better writing to it, better consequence to it. But I'm like, if that's one of your concerns, I'm just like, maybe that's just how I look at it. I'm like, yeah, they're gonna have some grandiose um, things happen, and of course, they figure out a way to stop it. And sometimes there aren't consequences to it. I mean, look at, we all know Spider-Man No Way Home. If you think about it, in the grand scheme of it, at the end of it, there were no consequences besides Peter being forgotten. Mary, May, uh, Aunt May. Aunt May was up. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, that's, that's, like, the, that's the big one. Aunt but... May was a big one. That was a big no, one. No, I mean, as in, like, people are expecting real-world consequences like oh, yeah, yeah. Like, look at how, like, how everybody yeah, talks yeah. about the blip. Oh, yeah, the blip. We see it throughout the whole entire series that the blip is mentioned throughout the um even the mcu shows and stuff like that we we haven't had anything like that since then 
And people are expecting consequences like that to happen in almost every show or every villain to have that. I'm like, it. I don't think we should be expecting everyone to be like that. Every MCU installment to be like that. You know what's another thing? They say it lacked expediency. That was one I heard that like, I try not to focus on internet takes. Uh-huh. To say it lacked expediency, I was like, I don't, how? They didn't feel like there was there was no rush to get to Harrow. Do you, Which is fine. Do, do you agree with that? Do you feel like there was no rush? I, I, f- I feel like, uh, honestly, to a point, Harrow took a back seat to the exploration of Moon Knight and, uh, I'm sorry, of Mark and his uh, other altars because that is essentially the crux of the show right if mark was in control all the time he would have been very expeditious in finding harrow really really quickly but part of the slow nature of the show is him trying to explore who he is and figure out how to work with his other alters because he's been keeping them bottled up for so long right like i I feel like one of the most uh uh, heartbreaking and poignant uh moments from the show is when Mark confronts Steven, when Steven's like, I'm out, I'm not doing this, I'm gonna take control, and that's it, it's like, call your mom, call your mom, take out your phone and call your mom, and he's like, he's trying to call her, but like, he's, he realizes, oh, I like, I don't know her number, because she doesn't exist, that makes sense? So like, that like uh, that moment, like, really hit me, it's, he's like, oh, you, you, like you, 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 you can't leave me, because you, ha- you are a part of me, it, that, that, scene hit really deep and then once they figure that out and are able to go into battle and like steven takes control for a little bit and then you see moon knight take control for like the harder parts and then he's like okay steven uh, i'm gonna need your like uh spontaneity on this and like, like he, he's just like trying to like figure out how to help layla and stuff like that like all, all of those small details make leaps and bounds in levels of character development because people, that- people, people always like to like the the internet 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 reviewers and internet pundits always say a character arc, a character arc. They we have four, we have four character arcs in one person, and 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 it's an Emmy award level performance from Oscar Isaac, who literally takes on four different people at the same time. It's it's really tough to do, and it was super satisfying to see him mesh it all together in a seamless way. I I feel like there wasn't uh, the rush wasn't needed. There was I didn't want a rush. I did I I wanted to see everything. Plus it kind of would have been smart because again, you are taking a let's be honest, not a very well-known character that only like if you are a hardcore comic book fan of Marvel, you would know about him. Like I told you beforehand, I did not know who he was. So I like how they took their time to establish who this character is. Like, hey, this is Moon Knight. You don't know who he is. Okay, this is what he's like. This is the issues that he has. Um, This is the kind of stuff that he deals with. And I like how they fleshed it out because they could have skipped the story beats and expect you to understand who he was. And that just, to me, it just wouldn't have worked. Some characters, some people are able to pull it off and some characters you're able to, get right into the grid of it without getting all the intel intel about them. Of course, as the story progressed, you would get more intel in a way. But no, I like how they explained it more. They played into it. One little um, tidbit I do like is like, I like how they actually gave him, <clears throat> he actually had DID. Because at first it seemed like he only had it because of Kanchu. 
because Kanchu has many aspects of him. Therefore, that translated to um, Mark. But I like how he actually had um, DID. And we see that. And I like how it grows. And I like how how we said earlier, how it's a part of him and he can't just get rid of it like that. And I like how even when Kanchu was gone, you know, you know, Stephen was still there. Stephen was still there. His um, other personalities were still there. Alters were still there. So I like that. I appreciate that. I do. I appreciate. I, I I feel like this this show had so many things to do and nail right in a span of six episodes, and after episode four, we were like, how are they gonna tie this all together if we're starting from square one two episodes before the finale? Uh, and I feel like they landed in the best way possible. I feel like that we we needed the post credit scene to kind of have like a solid ending because I was like, bro, there's no way they ended it like that. Uh, without without a post credit scene, so the post credit scene made up for a lot uh, on the finale, but I still think this might be my favorite uh, my favorite Marvel MCU show on Disney Plus. Yeah, I feel I feel, I feel like I feel like that uh, is definitely uh, warranted on the character side, on the action side, on the uh, uh, expanding the the scale of the MCU now introducing the gods from another pantheon, which we hadn't seen before. It was definitely worth it. And that leads me to the stack em up gentlemen. Would you guys like to proceed with that? Sure. All right. So, uh, we are starting a new season of the weeb weekly stack em up because last time, uh, the winner was declaring you guys were uh, unanimous. I think, uh, we could say on what is your favorite streaming service. Uh, it was Disney Plus. Uh, it was a 70-20-10 split uh, with Hulu having the least. And I was like, hey, oh, okay, damn, uh, that was rough. Uh, but it was a lot of you like Disney Plus. I thought you all were going to go for HBO Max. But uh, it, 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 it was Disney Plus. What? Wait. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, no, yeah, I thought, I thought HBO Max was in the bag. I was like, yeah, HBO Max. Yeah, was yo, I, guys, I was, I was like, I was doing birthday, I was doing victory shots. I was like, yeah, I got this. It's dog. Okay. It, it, it was rough. Let me, let me, let me check the numbers. Well, that's yeah, it was, it was, oh, no, it was 75, 19, 6. That was rough. That was rough. I'm not even going to cap. But, but on the plus side, on the plus side, I will say, uh, you guys have absolutely been crushing the voting. We had over 1,700 votes on that on that stack em up, so that's very, very good. Um, I appreciate y'all supporting uh, with your votes, with your uh, downloads, and with your, 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 your enjoyment of the show. So make sure you keep liking the videos, download them on Spotify, and share with your friends. We're going to do a lot more stuff um, with uh, our Discord and our Patreon moving forward. But yes, we are starting a new season of stack em up. We are starting... Fresh. So I'm opening the drive and I am starting season two fresh. Uh, so I think this means that I won season one since we were all tied and I chose Disney Plus. So I'll take the W for that dab. But, but that is season one. Season two is about to begin, gentlemen. And we will begin uh, uh, with the question of the day which is what is the best project out of Phase 4? Whoa. What is the best project? Uh, uh, you could say your favorite or like the best made, whatever, whichever one uh, you want. Uh, uh, I, I, think, 
I think there's there's a lot to choose from because their face four mm-hmm. has had a, a lot of uh, uh, um, a, a lot of uh, gems and also uh, also some duds. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, so best phase four project. So let us begin. Um, I, I let's see who goes first. Let's see who goes first. Uh, I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna put this on the name picker. Name picker wheel. Nice. Okay. Let's see who goes first. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Damn, come on. you cro- you crossing your fingers way too hard, man, because it worked. Uh, Misu's wow. first. Yes! Misu, Misu is the first. Yes! Oh, God. This is that, was a, that was a big W. That was a big W right there. <sighs> Damn. The universe do be tough. Let's be honest. There's two in- there are guaranteed slots. <sighs> and it, Travis is the second one. So I am screwed. Uh, well, oh. gentlemen, give us your answers. Oh, <laughs> uh, so for me, there are two. Okay, okay. Let me let me just let me just uh, reiterate right real quick. So, uh, uh, so Marvel's Phase Four started with, uh, okay. So it was uh, Black Widow, Shang Chi, Eternals. Then we have Spider Man No Way Home. Uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, uh, and then uh, we're not counting the movies, uh, uh, the next movies, because like the next movies are like it's it's very it's, so this uh, Phase Four is very uh, uh, end loaded, uh, back loaded with with good content because we have Guardians, Blade, Quantum Mania, Black Panther, Thor: Love and Thunder, and the Fantastic Four with Captain Marvel two. Like that's the back end of Phase Four movie wise. But we still have some projects on the Disney Plus side. So we have we had WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, uh, Hawkeye, and Moon Knight. So which one do you guys think is the best project in Phase 4 so far? So out of all those that you mentioned, there are two that come to mind that popped out for me. Um, one that everyone was expecting to be fantastic. And then, of course, there was one that people didn't expect to be great. But I want to start this off strong. And I'm going to be that guy. <laughs> Spider-Man No Way Home. Ah! Yes. Damn it. Yes. Ah! yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, I'm being that guy. Y'all can hate me all you want. Pander to the crowd. Pander to the crowd. Wow. Anyway, Spider-Man No Way Home was fantastic. The very concept that, first of all, it's the third installment of the Tom Holland Spider-Man, of the MCU Spider-Man, from Homecoming, Far From Home, to um, No Way Home. And now, let's be honest, a lot of people had also, you can say, kind of absolute mixed feelings as well about Far From Home. They liked parts of it and they're just like oh is this is this already a sign that you know spider-man's going on the dead because you know they always like spider-man trilogies are never solid i guess you know with um sam raimi spider-man to um amazing spider-man some people are were expecting a lot from this movie and and at first it seemed like it was going off the deep end first of all the movie was based off one of the worst spider-man comics ever Whoa. like critically dubbed 
popular, like, um, like I'll say community-wise, hate it. It's based off the comic um, Spider-Man. One more day. One more day. And if you read it, it the, the plot is somewhat very similar to that. But in the comic, people hated it. It just was not very well received at all. So when people heard that it was going to be based off that, people had a lot of uh, worries. On top of that, adding in, you know, the possible cameos that are going to be in there. And um, a lot was, like I said, a lot was riding on this. But when we finally got it, man, it was amazing. Now, I'm going to tell you this about myself. I have actually never been a Spider-Man fan growing up. Not that I hated him. I don't, please, Spider-Man fans, don't attack me. Jose, don't attack me. (laughs) 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 No, no, it's not that I hate him, but I just, he just never, really, he just never spoke to me. I was just like, oh, he's cool. But I think I was one of the people like, but Blade's cooler. And other like characters like that, these other characters are cooler to me. And what changed my perspective on that a little bit was um, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse. I was Mm -hmm. like, you know what? I'm going to give Spider-Man more of a chance. And and I grew to like it. And then this solidified that, yes, and my little brother, he's also been a Spider-Man fan all his life, too. And he annoyed the hell out of me with it. So you can also blame him about it. But ever since I saw No Way Home, it solidified that, yes, I am now a Spider-Man fan. I will even say that I'm a Spider-Man fan. That movie, what they did with it was fantastic. Not only did they give us what we wanted in terms of cameos, we got to see you know, a lot of us growing up, our Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, come up. And, of course, you know, um, Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man, all be in the movie together. On top of that, actually solidified a, like, you know, a character um, character development, a character arc for um, Spider-Man, Tom Holland Spider-Man. And it was so cool to see how they were able to tell this story and still deliver and especially the villains the villains killed it all the villains did an amazing job um the the care the side characters even the side characters with um mj and um <clears throat> ned they all played a role and no nobody felt insignificant and so far to me it's one of the one of the best that phase four has produced and that's my pick. Oh, Travis, I think we're gonna take a big fat L this week. Yeah, but absolutely. I'll tell you, I'll give you, I'll give you the floor, bro. Uh, hey, you know, I just wanted to take this moment to say a good job, me too. Mm-hmm. Good win. Mm-hmm. You're, you're graceful. <laughs> hey, you you never know. People are different nowadays. I mean, you're no, listen, I, right you're right. I do not know. I thought it was HBO Max. I don't know anything. <laughs> I know nothing. Um. Uh, if <laughs> uh, I'll go with WandaVision. I'll oh, okay. Ooh, okay. I'd go with WandaVision. Um, I think that WandaVision tackled an issue that Marvel has been having with, I think, the uh, critic community for a very long time. I think that Marvel has always been critiqued for kind of being just a popcorn movie, junk, you know high action fluff whatever 
But I think that WandaVision took it to that next level because of the technical achievements that they did. I mean, they showed every, they showed multiple eras of American television and the kind of technique that they applied down to filming it in the kind of way that it was uh, filmed at, at that time. Um, it was masterful technical work as well as great storytelling. Uh, I think that on a technical level, it is the best made Marvel show that is out. I think it's on a technical level. Again, it's the best phase four show that is there and is available. I love this. I love the story. Um, it was a great way to, uh, it, it was just a great addition to, to Marvel shows in general. If I had to go with one that's not Spider-Man No Way Home, I'd go with I'd go with WandaVision. I mean, okay. yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that one too, especially especially being the first um, MCU show to first, start off yeah. the whole the first, and it was a good one. I didn't because I'm not gonna lie, at first I didn't really know what to expect with it, and I wasn't really looking forward to it. But when I watched it, it kept me watching. Especially it, it, trying to figure out what was going on and everything, so... And I felt like it set a tone for Marvel shows just moving forward that this is about world-building, story-building intensely. And I think that that is great, and it's actually really a key component in why Marvel shows are as popular as they are today. The kind of the kind of records that it had, I think, at the time were nuts. Uh, I'd have to put... I don't have the exact figures, but it was the talk of the town period i still wake up in a cold sweat thinking about mefesto being somewhere like that that had the internet aflame um if if it ain't spider-man no way home i i couldn't think of anything other than wandavision okay so on a technical on a technical side i do agree with you i think that was the most ambitious project that marvel has embarked on at least in phase 4 but i do think uh even despite No Way Home, because obviously No Way Home is like the, the best project in general, be like counting everything. But I still think even as a character development, Moon Knight has to be there. Moon Knight, Moon Knight really? has to be there. Yeah. like, And even if I wasn't pandering, like it'd be tough for me to select Moon uh, between uh, Spider-Man and Moon Knight. Because Moon Knight showed us that you don't really have to have like the biggest of names in the MCU to provide a good story. Uh, and I was, I was, I also, I am partial to, uh, a lot of the, uh, supernatural mythological aspects of Marvel because I do, I'm a, I'm a big mythology nut. So as soon as I, I saw, oh, we're introducing the, a, new, a completely new pantheon, uh, right before Thor, Love and Thunder, uh, this year, like there's been a lot of projects related to mythology that I think people are going to love. And the way that they did this one in such a nuanced way that wasn't like, it, 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 it was, it, it felt like a, 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 the big, the first entry into the occult, or 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 into the uh, a, the a large stepping into a larger world, right? Uh, even more so than multiverse of madness, at least to me, uh, as like stepping into this larger world of beings that we don't understand, that we have to understand, like we have to uh, start to get to know. Um, Moon Knight gave that to me, and also it is on the back of a magnificent performance by Oscar Isaac. Uh, Oscar Isaac by himself provides 
four different roles that outshine a lot of the other different projects in terms of like the entire cast doing a, doing a solid job with their roles. Uh, Oscar Isaac is just that good. Um, the the only thing that I I think is it, it, it lacks a it's not a movie it's actually a show so people are gonna be always nitpicky about what they covered during the show what they left out if they was if it was too slow um if if certain things didn't align with expectations but I think in totality uh the cinematography the CGI the score the score for for this for the show was amazing uh, uh the music choices. Uh, the and the visuals just cemented this uh, as a one of the first attempts at doing a more action heavy like actual sh- sh- showing uh, blood showing a more violent side to Marvel that's not necessarily better but like it's it's a it's a it's a cool addition considering the extent of what we've seen in the comics right so uh, I'm going with Moon Knight I'm going with Moon Knight I'm I, I think this is gonna be a solid fight I do think. Mizu picked a, a very strong horse, uh, but I think we're gonna have a we're gonna have a little bit of a fight over there. Uh, well, I just want to also say uh, I 100 percent deserve this L because I completely <laughs> forgot about Moon Knight. Bro, what? Oh, oh, totally oh. left my brain. I, no, had to I have no idea why. As soon as you said Moon Knight, I was like, How? Why? I thought we're, oh, I no, thought no, you I... were gonna pick Moon Knight. I thought no, you were gonna I, pick. Wait, Moon wait, Knight. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> the thing. I'm actually surprised by both of you because I said earlier, I said, yeah, there's between No Way Home and another one that people didn't expect to be good. And I was talking about Shang-Chi. Oh, I, if you if you if he picked Moon Knight, I was going to pick Shang-Chi. Like, but I was like, wow. he didn't pick Moon Knight. So I'll take oh, it, bro. Um, especially how Jose opened up saying, oh, yeah, a movie that uh, especially of a character that we don't really know much about. Like people had no idea who the hell Shang-Chi yeah. was. Yeah. That's true. And true. and it turned to be a really good movie. And, you know, people were writing against it already. I remember everybody saying, oh, this is going to be Marvel's first flop. It's not going to work. This is a character that nobody knows. And it blew it out of the park. Yeah. People were really coming at it because they thought it would, you know, a kung fu movie as a Marvel movie couldn't work or whatever. And couldn't have been more wrong. Shang-Chi, I don't know why. I just, you, one of you should take it. I apologize. <laughs> if I didn't choose No Way Home, it was going to be Shang-Chi. Hey, that's also a great choice. I'm not even going to lie. Uh, but those are the three choices, right? So the best Phase 4 MCU project being either WandaVision, Moon Knight, or Spider-Man No Way Home. You can vote on the Instagram stories uh, at amtropicaljoe. At uh, Mizu, you want to say something before we move on to Spy Family? Oh, yeah. I was actually going to open up the question of about Phase 4. Okay. So... I just want to know what are your guys' thoughts about Phase Four so far? All the projects that we have gotten, both movies and the TV shows. What do you guys think about it so far? Because I've been hearing a lot of different opinions about it, and some people feel like it's it's going good. However, some people feel like it's a mess. Like there's no real direction or where. Um, the phase four is going some even say and i mean I, if you guys have been seeing his content soups is everywhere and he yeah. made a recent video talking about how um there's no connectivity with phase four so i just want to know do you agree with that y'all have a different opinion on that i just want to know i feel like phase four is very unique because it has the uh the tv show aspect 
So everything up until this point has been movie-based, right? So the post-credit scenes have to, like, sow the seeds to more connective tissue, right? That led up to Avengers Endgame uh, and the Infinity Saga. In this case, there's a lot more... It's it's a lot more expansive in terms of the world uh, that we're building. So I do feel like the the multiverse itself, like the thought of it, lends itself also to crazier shenanigans happening that like don't matter in one world, universe and matter in another. Like all of that con- continuity jumping uh, lends itself to a little bit more uh, creative freedom, I would say, for the writers, which leads itself to obviously leaving into interpretation and some people saying this is great some people saying this sucks uh because there's like they're they're connected in one way and not the other and like maybe we're setting up uh we're setting up moon knight that doesn't have a connection to the mcu yet even even though we already had like six episodes like where's the where's the connection where's the uh the 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 glue right um i feel like some of the projects have been a tad bit underwhelming in terms of the like the, the 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 purpose like what is the purpose of this film what is it trying to achieve right some of it has been a little bit uh uh underwhelming but i do feel like they have their own merits cuz like for example the eternals while some people hated it while some people thought it was like unnecessary it that that has been the movie even more so than multiverse of madness that raised the stakes for the marvel cinematic universe the celestials are no joke and and they were they were the full scale of their power was fully realized in the Eternals. Uh, I I I I feel like with a couple more projects similar in style or impact as No Way Home, we can definitely turn the ship on Phase Four around. And again, we have those projects lined up. Like for for the rest of Phase Four, we have. Wakanda Forever, we have She-Hulk, we have Quantumania, Blade, we have Thor Love and Thunder, we have Guardians 3, we have The Marvels and Captain Marvel 2. Like, we have a lot of projects that can definitely, definitely, definitely uh, carry in terms of the, the, uh, the, the, carry the weight of bearing connective tissue to Phase 5. Um, but I do feel that it, 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 since we're essentially starting from scratch after the Infinity Saga ended, uh, you kind of need to have these growing pains in order to get to where we are going to get, which I think it's pretty safe to say that we are leading towards uh, a variation of Secret Wars. So uh, that, that, that's pretty much what, what we've been led to believe, at least so far. So uh, that, that, that's at least my take. Yeah, uh, I completely agree with Jose. I, I would even go even further and say that uh, I like the direction of Phase 4. I just think that we're very early in it. You know, even when we talk about, hey, what's the best property of Phase 4? We just have a handful to pick from. But I think the connective tissue is there, but it's there in a nuanced way. Like, remember in Moon Knight, we were extremely excited. Like, hey, like, this is the Panther God. And we were looking at the uh, Thor Love and Thunder trailer. Like, what? Like, blah, blah, blah. And it's... it's there, but it's softer, and I think it's going to be revving up because where where it's starting to rev up is like Doc, uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, and when when we get to Black Panther two about Wakanda and all the other ones, uh, uh, Ant Man two and etc., we're going to get huge. I my theory is we're going to get huge connective moments. It's just early. We need time to rev up. So I. 
I'm happy that y'all say that because I'm in a similar boat as well. I like phase four and I definitely agree with you, Travis. And it's more of like soft connections, especially if you're adding in the TV shows, because yeah, let's be honest. If you won't be able to understand Wanda's motivations, if you haven't seen WandaVision, maybe get an understanding of it, but if you haven't seen WandaVision, you won't get it. And there's that to me, there's that connection right there. Um, And similar to others as well. Um, Falcon Winter Soldier goes off the cusp of what happened at the end of Endgame. Now, you know, Falcon becoming Captain America. And we see his whole process of trying to reconcile with that thought of being a symbol of America. Um, look, I feel like, like I said, everything, I, I say everything does like, connect. Everything does connect. And one other thing I will say that I, I always had this thought but is um, with the MCU, the MCU has been a master at, you know, creating what we have today with um, all these projects all connecting to the same universe. And um, with that being said, because of us connecting and leading up to, like, you know, a big bad like Thanos, I feel like now everybody's expecting everything to be like that. And yeah. I'm in the camp where I feel like I'm, at least for me, I'm comfortable enough in the MCU for them to do solid stories that don't have big connections. They just happen to exist in the world of the MCU. Um, that's why I liked what I'll say, even though we, we always stomp on DCEU, I like the fact that they are able to tell stories, not only that have a connection to it, like with the DCU with the justice league, Batman, Superman, all of them connect while still telling separate stories. Like, the Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, the Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson, Batman. And they're able to tell these separate stories, what I all leading up to something. And I feel like the MCU should be able to do that without everybody expecting some big thing to happen. Like, for example, look at Hawkeye. A lot of people got on Hawkeye. They're like, oh, what what this supposed to happen? What about this? Like, where's the big plot thing? I'm like, dude, it's Hawkeye. It's, it's, Hawkeye, like he's a great character, but he's a very grounded hero. I don't know why you're expecting some big thing to come out of it that leads into something huge plot-wise for the MCU. It's it's a contained story about one specific hero. I'll even say same with Moon Knight. I wouldn't mind if I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset if Moon Knight didn't play into a bigger role, especially if it's still confirmed that um Kane the Conqueror is going to be the big bad that people believe to be. Or who knows? It could be, hopefully, Doctor Doom or Galactus. Who knows? Um, but I won't. I don't mind that, especially if they're going to be introducing characters like Blade, Daredevil, and all of them. They're street-level heroes. And, and in even the comics, a lot of the stuff they do, they don't connect to the stuff that the Avengers always do. Yeah, they're honorary Avengers. They do some Avengers stuff, but like the, the consequences that the Avengers do don't always correlate to them. That's so, very true. Yeah. And at least that's where I'm I'm in the mindset of yeah, the MCU is becoming more like the comic books. Whether better or for worse, we still have to yet to tell. But um that's where it's going. And I just noticed that a lot of people are some people are complaining about that, like, oh like I don't like how it's not connecting. Where's the big bad? Where's the big consequence here and there? I'm like 
Um, why does it have to be that way? Yeah, I know that it worked for the last couple of phases, but does it have to always be this way? And plus, even if we go by that, don't we also complain about it being the same and formulaic? So it's just like, what do you want is my question. Good point, yeah. Mizo's putting out the good questions. I mean, he took out he took out the best the, the best option and then put a, posted the best question. This man is on a roll today. Bro, I've been holding this in after, ever since I saw Multiversal Madness <laughs> for a whole week now. I'm just like, you know what? Because I've been hearing everybody's opinion about it. And I'm just yeah. like, hmm, okay. And some of them are just like, yeah, I get it. Some of them are just like, uh, okay. And others like that. But yeah, I think that's just where my mindset is right now. Hey, and it's totally valid. It's totally valid. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, but with that being said, I think it's time to talk about our last uh, topic of the day. And what a great one it is. Because Spy Family. Oh, my God, Mizu. Uh, this thing is breaking all sorts of expectations in my mind. Uh, I don't think people are talking about it enough. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. Uh, it's it's uh it's it's slice of life mixed with James Bond, mixed with Mr. and Mrs. Smith, mixed with uh, cheaper by the dozen. Like I I <laughs> I I, I, lo- I love it. I absolutely love it. I love the humor. I love the action. I love the uh, the the family dynamics trying to work together to get uh, uh, Anya into the 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 college in order for like Twilight to complete his mission. Uh, episode five, I think, was one of my favorites. Uh, what have you guys thought about the show so far now that you've had a little bit more to see it? Absolutely love it. And it's it's interesting because it it balances so many different genres well. Like, it balances action really well. It balances drama really well. And comedy. Like, it's super funny. And I really didn't expect it to be that funny. Um, and for it to have all of these components... And for it to not just be very engaging and interesting, but also I consider it a comfort anime. Like if I just yeah. want to like unwind, I, I want to see on this cute bro. face. Yeah, it's my family. Put it on. Like it's it's such an anomaly of an anime. I one hundred and I spoke about uh, spoke about this with with me too. I could definitely see it as like one of the best anime of this year, if not the best anime of this year for sure. Dude. First of all, especially with this episode specifically, to go on a maybe a bigger conversation, I like there's some things that anime can do that sometimes you can't get from the manga. And I like how in this episode they expanded upon what didn't happen in the manga. So um the the scene where um he's having that whole gun ball fight with all the troops and all that stuff. That never happened in the manga. So when I was watching it with my wife, I was just like, hold on, this never happened. But it, not in a bad way. I was just like, yo, this is even better because it was it was not this lengthy and um, them fighting like that. I thought that was amazing touch that they added upon, which was so amazing. And yeah, I already can't express enough how much I love this series. And it's one of the best things that I found reading wise and seeing it as an anime. Just it's one of the best anime I watch all the time. My, my wife's obsessed with it. She usually comes home for work. She's like, Hey, it's Saturday. Can you put on, on spy family? And I'm like, yes, I just watch the next episode of spy family. And first of all, another thing is I wanted to hear y'all thoughts on y'all seeing, um, my girl, your, I'm um, scrapping with twilight. I absolutely love your so much. <laughs> I love your your is uh mummy. 
I, uh, she, she, she's, she's amazing, bro. Uh, she, she toes the line between a, uh, what's it called? A double-edged sword. I would say she's like, she's, she's really kind and loving and comforting and like, uh, mild mannered in one side. And as soon as the switch turns, you're like, bro, this is like a femme fatale destroyer of worlds. And I love it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, the, the relationship that, uh, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm really starting to like the relationship that she's starting to form, form with Anya because, uh, they're starting to like kind of, kind of care for each other a little bit more, uh, especially after that scene with the headmaster where they're just like trying to like poke at Anya being like, Oh, so you do like your other mother more than you do this one. And I'm like, Oh no. Oh my, stop. Dude, I hate. I hated that scene in the manga and then seeing it animated just really, I was like, ah, bro. Dog, but Twilight killing that, Twilight took that mosquito and sent it to the Shadow Realm, bro. (laughs) Man's just destroyed, like full on Mike Tyson did, bro. I I appreciate it, though. I I feel like one of my favorite things about the anime is the battle that you see Twilight go through between feeling his feelings about mm-hmm. th- this family this fake family and and uh him wanting to complete the mission and just be professional and him actually developing a connection with them when he was hearing all of that garbage by the headmaster and he didn't even know why he was gonna lay out this first he was like yo they're not that's not your kid like none of this matters but he's like i'm still gonna get you like i'm still yeah. gonna lay you out yes i love it yes and look forward i look forward to those moments because you're gonna see more of it where um the characters are you know of course but with the exception of anya you know between your and twilight you know they're in it for their own ulterior motives but as the story grows you see them you know unwinding being able to like it's it's so cute like like I think the crazy thing about it is that, you know, it has the action there. It has the spy stuff. Like, they do, they do not shy away from death or all that kind of stuff at all. Because, yeah. you know, we saw a dude get popped in the head in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And in a car explosion. So, yeah, they do not shy away from the violence. But it's, as you guys are mentioning it, it's not the like, it's not that stuff that you think about when you're watching the show. I'm like, I look, for, I look for, forward to all that little nice stuff they do. The little stuff that, that's different about them to the point where i'm like <laughs> like to the point where i'm like oh i hope everything works out at the end you know how sometimes an anime it's not like western cartoons where you can expect the ending and, you know anime you can always take a left turn and and i'm just hoping like for the first time ever because you know with me i'm just like okay like i i always want a good ending i want things to be different i want things to be spicy and um throw me for a loop with this one i'm like don't do that <laughs> I want this to be a good ending. My heart won't be able to take it. But yeah, this is going to be great. Look forward to more episodes. And the action gets more intense. And the things that they do gets more intense. I like how it's, I like again, I like how it subtly reminds you that, oh, it may seem like a slice of life, but then it brings you back to reality. Oh, yeah. The, there are killers involved in this. There's all this other stuff involved in this. She is an assassin with the capital A, bro. She is she she is she is ready to lay you out at any freaking moment. Bro, and that's her and that was her drunk, bro. That was her just messing around. And I love the touch on that when she was about to end this man and then her heel broke and then she was down for the count. <laughs> I appreciate so that. Funny. It, it's like it, it adds a layer of humor and like uh exactly. it, it, lackadaisical 
vibes to it. Makes it light. Stuff like that just makes it makes it light. And Anya, like another Bro, one of those the sounds. Characters. The sounds when Anya is using her powers are so cute. They like I I just spikes up my dad like he she's reading her mind. That's, that's... I know when when she when she got so excited when um Twilight put on the costume and she got yeah. so happy on us. I was just like, that's, that's, that's my like, girl. I'm sitting here like, that's my girl. I said, you better, I'm sitting, you better put on that goddamn costume. Yeah. Gosh, like, don't, I'm don't rooting for her. Anya. I'm rooting for Anya. Exactly. Every step of the way. Like I say, she's up there with like, Hey, you know, people are very protective of Nezuko from yeah. the demons there. I say Anya's the same way for me. Definitely. Hey, I, I, I will go to war. I'll go to war for Anya. She's on Boji level for me. Yes. I still need to watch that anime. Oh, Ricky of Kings. Oh my god. Yo, watch it. We need it. We need to have one session where we talk about Jose, have you seen Ranking of Kings? No, but I will definitely put that on my list. I've been hearing so many great things about it, and I keep telling myself that I'm gonna watch it, but I just keep getting sidetracked a lot. It's been it's not even just that, it's like so many other anime and other shows I need still yeah. need to watch. Like my wife's getting me into movies that I haven't seen yet. Like, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I don't want to scare y'all or nothing. Until yesterday, I have never seen Kill Bill. Wow. I have never seen Kill Bills or nothing like that. I know the references. Yeah. And then I told my wife out of nowhere, like, oh, we were watching, scrolling through HBO Max, you know, a great streaming service. Uh Um, (laughs) And um, I was like, oh, I never seen Kill Bill. My wife looked at me freaking crazy. She was like, you never seen it? I said, no, not at all. And we watched it, and I was like, holy crap. Freaking amazing. <laughs> Freaking was, amazing. I can see why people are hyped about it. But yeah, it's it's basically like stuff like that lately. I've just been behind, and I'm trying to catch up. Hey, as long as you catch up, at, at some point, it'll it'll get easier and better. Uh, But yeah, that's all that we have on, on, on the docket. Do you guys have anything else to say before we dip? Watch Ranking of Kings, guys. Yo, anyone, <laughs> if you haven't seen Ranking of Kings, watch it. Watch it. Modern masterpiece, modern classic. Ooh. You gotta watch it. Yeah. When you guys see it, I'm telling you, it's one of its greatest uh, elements of it is that it will completely surprise you. Because the animation, it makes you feel like there is no way there's something of substance here. This is probably cute and cuddly and... You know, whatever, whatever. Yeah, it definitely gives me um, what's it called, Adventure Time vibes, the animation, a little bit. And look, similar to Adventure, like I'd say, kind of like how Adventure Time just takes dark turns. Like Bam. Ranking of Kings does that, man. It is, it gets dark, and you just you gotta watch it. You you just you gotta watch it. The storytelling's incredible. Action scenes are phenomenal. Watch it. Amen to that. I put it on my list. I'm putting it on my list. Uh, but then again, thank you guys so much for 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 listening, for being a part of their journey. Uh, we're starting a new uh, stack em up season, so make sure to vote uh, on uh, the Instagram polls. I will put it up as soon as the episode is live. We'll be putting up clips everywhere, and obviously, it'll be available for your listening pleasure and your viewing pleasure very very soon. Again, thank you guys so much. If there's not anything else to say, we will see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E. 
AV on YouTube.